Hey everybody, how you doing? Just getting started, waiting for things to start up, making sure it's working. Ray Pastor live here. I got some cool stuff to talk about today. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Um, just waiting for everything to show up to ensure that it's all working. Let's do a little sound check. Oh, I forgot everything's in my... Yeah, we're good. We're totally good to go today. All right, I'm not wearing headphones today because you know what? I just don't feel like it. I feel like being comfortable, the headphones, Man, wearing these things all the time, all day long. I got headphones, they're very comfortable, but it's so weird when I talk with these things because uh, they block out all sound around me, which could be great if people were talking around me, but they're not. I'm in a quiet room, so it has that like muffled, weird sound, you know, that you sometimes get. Um, but what I wanna do, I'm gonna talk about a couple different topics today. Um, let's see, the first thing that I want to tell you guys about, really two things I want to tell you, kind of, these are kind of like announcements things that I want to talk about. So the first thing, um, I am looking for people to come on here and help me do these shows. So if you're interested, um, please let me know because I'm totally interested in having that happen. Um, if you're interested in coming on, talking, uh, talking to an audience, anything like that, please let me know because you will be able to come on and do this. So that's the first thing. I actually have a few people interested and they're going to come and uh, probably be on maybe later this week or next week. I'm going to start having some different people on with me, which will be awesome. Second thing, I have so many good, I, I have two needs for, I, I have two ideas for companies right now. And I, while I have the idea for a company, I do not have the time to invest in starting up a business. Um, so if you are someone watching this and you're like, you know what, I really wanna be a business owner, I have the drive and you know something that we would partner with and I'd be more of in the advise role uh, as far as the company ownership goes and stuff, we'd be splitting it, that kind of thing. If you're interested in starting up any kind of company, you're interested in starting up a business, contact me. I've got two really solid ideas that would 100% work as businesses right now. Um, and if someone wants to jump on and be a co-founder with me and they would have to really be the one getting the ball rolling to start it up, I would be 100% on board with it. And um, so I've got some good ideas. So if you're interested, let me know. All right, those are two announcements. Okay, first thing let's talk about. First thing I wanna talk about today um, so I want to talk about, so if you have been paying attention, so last week, this is actually really cool. Hold on, let me shut something off my computer. It's, I just hear it and I don't like hearing it when I'm doing something. All right, so last week I, uh, I saw that Garmin, you know, the watch company, although I have my Apple watch on today, they released a um, eSports watch, which I thought was really cool because for those of you that know me, know that I am a fan of eSports. Uh, you know, that's kind of like been my job recently, starting up a program at UNCW. So Garmin released an eSports watch. So what does that mean? So what that means is basically you can stream certain things onto the screen from your watch, which include your heart rate, stress level, and body battery. Um, so let me talk about me and my involvement in this, and then let me talk about some of those things. So first of all, I saw the announcement and I said, you know what, I should probably contact Garmin because A, I'm interested in, uh, I'm very interested in, 
I'm very interested in biometrics. As you know, I have, if you look at my YouTube channel, I compare, I talk about the Garmin, Apple Watches, the features on them all the time. So I'm highly interested in them. Also interested in esports. And there aren't a lot of like faculty members in esports. So I sent Garmin a quick email and they got back to me and I ended up meeting with them on Friday afternoon. I had a really good conversation with Garmin. It was really cool. We talked for a solid hour, hour and a half maybe. Um, just about esports products, future ideas. And I think there's some cool avenues for research in the future for me with them. But here's what's cool. They are going to send me a free version of their new esports watch to review. So I'll do a YouTube review on it and um, talk about it in the, you know, how I believe that it could be used in esports. So here's why this is cool. These devices are designed for training and they're designed for training anything. Um, so since they're designed for training anything like any kind of sport, any kind of athletic activity, that kind of thing, they can definitely be used for esports. So how, why would it make sense for an esports player to want to be trained in having like biometrics? And why is it cool that you can see this on the screen? So here's where it comes into play. Um, it comes into play because a as a coach of an esports team, you want to make sure your players are healthy, like eating healthy, exercising, being physically fit, so they can mentally and physically stay through and play and not get tired. Because believe it or not, your hands and everything from playing on controllers all day do get tired. So there is that element of it. Um, now, what these features that Garmin does, there are three: heart rate, stress, body battery. Heart rate simply shows your heart rate, right? But what is this stress and body battery? So Garmin's body battery is like your personal gas tank. You, just like a car, we can have a full tank of gas or we can be dead and be, I mean, not dead, but we can be empty, you know, like where we need to go to bed, like night, night, bedtime to recover. So Garmin's body battery, it, it doesn't, you can see my reviews on Garmin's body battery, body battery. It does an excellent job of keeping track of your gas tank. So why is this cool for someone in, uh, and I'm not talking about the physiology of it right now. I'll do that in another video where I review it. Um, but why is that cool for eSports? So here's why it's cool. If I'm a coach and my players come in and they're drained, I know we're probably gonna have a bad night. Probably gonna have a bad night. So what can happen is I can teach my players what caught, what drains them and what doesn't drain them so that when they have a big match coming up, they can do all the things that don't drain them so they're ready to go that day. So that's why it's super cool. This has all sorts of applications into education and all sorts of different realms. I told Garmin all of this when I talked to them on the phone. I was like, this, you could use this in a classroom um, for teachers and all kinds of different applications for this tool that I, I'm not sure they've necessarily thought of yet because they really see it as a training tool, but they haven't thought it as training for all kinds of other different things. Um, okay, so there's that. Um, and that's indirectly the body batteries related to stress. Now, why is it cool that you can see it up on the screen during a stream? Well, I don't think necessarily like as a streamer or someone needs to see it. Um, but I do think it's useful, especially in a coaching scenario. I think I love seeing this direction. I think it is a fascinating technology and it will be cool to, to have like my body battery up on the screen 
and you see like during a match like let's say i am performing poorly that night and everyone says well his body battery's low it's his he seems like he's drained he's just not playing up to par and you see when someone does really well and their body battery's high there's going to be that correlation because it really does work out like that so really cool tool Really excited about when I get it, I'll open it up, show y'all what it's like. I'm going to test it out, play with it. I'm really excited to try this out. So that's going to be awesome. All right. Now, next thing. A couple things I want to talk about. Jeez, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today. Um, so I've been doing all these interviews. I did an interview yesterday, actually, um, which was cool. I interviewed Elliot Macy, awesome guest. Really cool guy. I mean, just a really cool guy. He, brilliant. Just the stuff he said, he makes a lot of sense. Um, he's smart guy, great career, like awesome following. You should definitely check out the interview and hear what he had to say. He's just really brilliant. But one of the things I want to say about these interviews is they are a significant amount of work on my end. Um, so having an interview yesterday, and my interview was at from 11 to 12, took the whole entire day. It also took a lot of my weekend. So let me tell you why. So first of all, when you're doing one of these interviews, especially when it's someone who has, has had a significant career, there's a lot to dig into. You have to do a, tons and tons of research. I have to, so first of all, I have to do a lot of research on the person and make sure I know everything about them that's significant. I have to watch previous interviews they've done. I have to read any articles, blogs, books about them um, to find out things about them, anything I can find. Then I have to lay all of that out, organize it, and come up with a plan for the interview. And that right there takes hours, many, many hours. I started my research probably last Wednesday and finished on Sunday and put it all together over the next few days. So it involves many hours. And then when the, before the interview, you're nervous, you're prepping, you're thinking how are things going to go, how are you going to take, what direction are you going to take it when they answer certain ways and stuff like that. Um, and then when the interview's done, I have to produce it and do all the video editing because I'm doing this all by myself. So it is a significant amount of work. So it's a, it's a long, it takes a lot out of you. I was beat by the end of yesterday and I really just worked on the interview. It's a lot of work. Um, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but it, it is a lot of work. And maybe it's one of the reasons I want to bring people on. Um, I want to bring people into what I'm doing so that I think that when I do those interviews, I think eventually I'm going to have all my shows wrapped up into one, one like thing where my interviews, I'm going to be doing like these kind of weekly shows with people and we're going to bring on guests, I think is where it's going to end up going. Uh, but right now I'm keeping it separate and the way it is. But I'm having a lot of fun with the interviews. It's really cool. But man, it is a lot of work. A lot of work. But it's fun. It's just cool to talk to these people and hear what they have to say. So anyway, that's the interview thing. Um, next big, big thing that's been happening lately. And I shouldn't necessarily say lately, but... Um, you know, coronavirus has really magnified this. There was an article posted in the New York Times yesterday, and it talked about basically the changes the higher ed is going through due, due to coronavirus. So what's happened? And I haven't talked about coronavirus in too long, about like what's happening in the world and stuff, um, which I'm not going to do today. But I'm going to talk about a little bit about higher ed and coronavirus. So colleges are changing. Society has changed. It's, we've changed a lot, right? Um, you know, 
last February, most people couldn't have imagined that we would be, no one could have predicted that we would be where we are today. So let's talk a little bit about that. So in higher ed, what's happening is a lot of schools were having problems before coronavirus for a number of reasons. First of all, they've been raising tuition forever, um, a way past inflation. Professor salaries have pretty much remained stagnant during that time. So the raise in tuition was not due to professor salaries, but there's a lot that goes into why colleges have been raising their tuition. What's ha been happening since 2007 is states have been slowly cutting, cutting into their budgets and giving them less and less money, which means the colleges have had to raise more money. So there's a lot of that stuff happening as well. So it's not just like a, a simple, simple like, oh, colleges are building these water parks or whatever. It's the football program or whatever it is costing all this money. It's a, it, and some of it is that, and some of it is administrative salaries, and some of it is all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of reasons why it has happened. Um, but there were a lot of colleges. So what's, so what has happened is over the last 10 years, and what's worth foreseeing for the immediate future is that there are less less of a population of kids um having kids the trend to have children goes in phases right it's like a roller coaster sometimes people this happened in the 70s where there wasn't a lot of kids and you know colleges had to figure out how to really um add people so you know how to add that population to continue to grow so right now there's this downward trend of having children, which means less kids are graduating from high school and the trend's gonna continue down, which means there's less kids to go to college. So this has been happening and colleges have been facing, some colleges have went out of business in the last two or three years and some are doing really bad. Um, and others it's not affecting at all. Like where I am at UNCW, the one thing that I've always said is, we have the beach. Kids wanna go to college the beach. I mean, people want to go move and work at the beach. Everyone wants to go to the beach. So location-wise, building UNCW was absolutely brilliant because if you have a choice to go to school at the beach versus not the beach, where are you going to choose? Um, we actually have increased enrollment every year. We're just growing by leaps and bounds because so many kids do want to come. Um, but not all schools have that. And the real question is, what is what are we going to do? Like, in, in some way, we have to have higher education, right? Um, it, we know it's great for people. We know it's great for their development. We know it helps them problem solve all this great stuff. Um, but on the one hand, like if a school has 20% lower enrollment, something has to be done. And so the problem that's been happening is schools have not been changing quickly enough. And some of that is due, there's a lot of different people to blame for that. It's not one person. It's not one, it's not administrators. It's not the state. It's not the faculty. It's not the college itself. The whole system's really been set up to make it so that it's very difficult for colleges to change fast, which is an unfortunate. Um, so colleges are being forced to change fast right now, and it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens. Um, some people are suggesting that there's going to be less of the fluff courses like you know, a lot of times when you go to college, they have a general electives. Maybe there's going to be less of that. Maybe there's going to be more certificates. Um, maybe there's going to be, you know, when a student enrolls in a college, they're only going to pay for their courses. Cause a lot of times when a student pays for college, in addition to just paying for the college, they're paying like an activity fee that they may or may not use. They are paying for sports teams, which they may or may not use. They're paying for, you know, things like that, that are wrapped up in that tuition that 
maybe isn't useful or maybe not everyone does. Maybe it needs to be more a la carte. Um, I'm not coming up with any solutions right now because I don't have to make that call. I'm just saying that these are some of the problems that higher ed, especially administrators and colleges, are going to be facing. And especially where there's some programs that, you know, we get to this point where we talk about does a program lead to a job or not and should it? Um, and I don't know the answer to that. I do see good arguments on both sides. I can tell you my personal belief is that there should be something there, like you're investing in something. So there should be a career that it leads to, and we should only be able to put out so many students based on what the career could be and stuff like that. I, 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 I firmly do believe that, but I do see some arguments and sometimes it's not always clear where the, that is. For example, take the field of history. I see people be like, well, they have history and that, you, what are you going to do? And well, that's not necessarily true. There are things that history is actually a great major for those going to law school. It's a great pre-law major. So, you know, fields like that, you've got to ask, well, maybe there isn't a job at history, but history, it wasn't the end goal for those students. It was probably law school. Um, so it's not, not bad. It's actually a great major for that reason. But so we have to, you know, look at programs and ask those kind of questions and figure out how to, you know, I think one of the hardest things and something that's been happening in my field of instructional design is that we're figuring out how do we, how do we continue to change and make sure we're meeting needs of what's being demanded in the workforce and how do we ensure that we're consistently keeping up with those needs. And part of that does involve a lot of change, but change doesn't happen quick at universities because we have to go through a university and committees and there's a huge line of bureaucracy that goes into making a change in a program. It's not just as simple as me snapping my fingers and making the change. So I think that this is something for us to think about in the future. You're going to see it. Every person in the world is going to watch what happens to the American educational system because it is changing and things aren't going to change. So pay attention to it and just, you know, be mindful of what's happening because things are going to change and it'll be very interesting to see, um, and it's coming to all universities. Like it may not come to where I am right away at UNCW because we have a very healthy student population right now. So I think that we're in a very good situation, but not all schools are in that situation. I think what we're seeing at the lower end is we're gonna see everywhere, at least to an extent. So be interesting to see. All right, and right into that discussion. So I'm gonna do a video about this, but I wanna talk about, so there's been this, uh, I do see this talk about college tuition and people are like, well, if we're all online, college shouldn't cost as much money, right? And in some ways I get like, yes, there shouldn't be an activity fee. Uh, maybe there shouldn't be a sports fee and some things like that. But what people don't understand is that when you move everything to this technological and I see people saying this with K to 12 too, like, oh, well, they shouldn't be collecting property taxes if they're teaching virtually, right? or they should be lowered. But what people don't seem to understand is that teaching online involves more money. Yep, more money. Why does it involve more money? Okay, so here's why teaching online involves more money. So first of all, imagine, ask yourself right now, if you had to teach online, do you have the do you have a computer that allows you to do it? Is your computer good enough to have video camera on it? Um, and you have to realize the video camera on your computer is not good enough to teach online. You need to buy a separate video camera. Do you have a quality, oops, 
do you have a quality microphone that you can use to teach online? Because you can't just use the computer or your mic on your computer. You need a good one if you're talking to people. Um, do you have good lighting? Do you have all kinds of lights to have things? You know, oh good, it didn't go on. That would have blinded me totally. Do you have things like a green screen? Do you need that? That's just some of the basics. Do you have a strong internet connection? Today I'm getting a poor internet connection for some reason. That's what this video is telling me that I don't have a great internet connection. So do you have a strong internet connection? Things like that. And that's without even understanding how to teach online. That's what, without having the software to teach online. Because yes, you need to pay for software for all faculty members and you need to train them how to use that software. And you need something called a learning management system, which is where you store all the grades, house all of your assignments, and those are not free either unless you're gonna use a crummy one. And then you need people, you need technical support people who can help all the students. You gotta hire technical support people and you have to have technical support people to help all the faculty. And then you have to have full-time technical support people that are working on the LMS to make sure it's continuously running. And you add all this stuff up and at the end of the day, you're spending just as much, if not more, than you did on regular college or regular high school or regular middle school or whatever it is. So when I hear people say, you know, uh, yeah, make that argument that we are not, we don't have, we're not spending any money, that our taxes should be lower or tuition, we shouldn't have tuition because it's online. No, you're, you're missing the point because normally we're not always online. We just switched from one... It's like switching from a pair of run, one pair of running shoes to another. Like I can switch from Nike to Asics, but guess what? The Asics still cost 120 bucks, brand new. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but it's around the same price. Same thing with the iPhone. I can buy this iPhone. I need a phone. Do I have an Android phone or an Apple phone? Guess what? The best ones cost around the same price, give or take a little bit, right? Same thing with education. Whether I'm teaching online or face-to-face, -face, there's all these costs associated with it. They might be different costs, but it's the same. All falls around the same price. So you have to just think about that when you make those kind of statements or hear that kind of thing. Um, so that is the main stuff I wanted to talk about today. So just to reiterate the two things I said when I first started. If you're interested in talking to me when I do this kind of stuff, please let me know. I'm looking for people to come on. I've got three people interested. A meeting with them later this week. We're going to try some different things out where they're going to come on and we're going to talk. And this show is going to be a little more structured, whereas I'm going to have more of a time. And since there's going to be people, we can have a little more discussion about things, which I think will be awesome. And the other thing is if you're interested in starting up a company, like that's what you want to do, um, let me know because I, I've got two solid ideas. I've got some people interested in it. I can, I want to partner with people and start up some companies. I just do not have time to manage it and do the grunt work myself. I do just don't. I have the idea. I know how to do it. I know some of the steps. I, I know how we can contact people to try to get funding and start things up. Um, I want to put time into it too, but I just, I cannot do it myself. I just can't physically take on more projects. So if that's what you want to do, because it, it needs dedicated people, let me know. Because I have two solid ideas of things that I think could potentially work really well. So let me know. And that's it. Hope everybody has a great day and uh, I'll see y'all. I might do another one of these later in the week. Because um, I realized I skipped Friday just because I've been so busy. But uh, yeah, totally. Um, 
comment on my video or anything like that if you have any feedback or comments and uh, have a great day y'all later